Welcome to Daoology. This episode is on the Tao of self-care. This is a term that is quite mainstream nowadays, but I want to share with you my explanation of self-care. So first, self. Self includes our individual, personal identity. That's our lowercase s self. Our own story and history and uh, journey and accomplishments. There's another axis of self, if you will, and that is plural selves. Capital S, E L V, E S, and these are our relational or social selves. Every interaction we have with another creates a role, even responsibility, in that relationship. So that is one identity as well, besides the personal, the social. A third self, perhaps all caps, capital S, capital E, capital L, capital F, is our universal self. That self which connects to the greater, the absolute, the even beyond human, our cosmological self. And there are many names for these different selves. The personal self, obviously, it's your your own name. It could be, for me, Paul or Xuan Dao, my cultivation name, or Doctor Wang. Actually, the Doctor Wang could actually be considered more of a, a social self. I play that role as a acupuncture and Chinese medicine doctor for certain people, and Doctor Wang describes. That identity, or some call me Sifu Paul. Those who perhaps learn martial arts from me, I play that social role. As for the all cap self, some would call it Dao,、uh, as I do, or God, or Brahman, Source, Love, different terms for that. So we don't have to get too much into the names of things, but we do have. Uh, very commonly used descriptors for this triple axes of personal self, social self, and universal self. So self care includes connecting to, inquiring about, and、uh, redefining our relationship to these multiple selves. Now care, I also break down into three parts. One is Sick care, which is a form of care focused on treating disease,、uh, diagnosing it,、uh, quantifying it, focusing on getting rid of what's wrong. There's also a second type of care, called healthcare. Now, healthcare is in a way the opposite. Rather than focusing on the the illness, what's wrong, we try to indul- induce、uh, what is healthy, what is What is well?、Uh, it's a focus on the healing power of life, 
and trying to facilitate and accelerate that. The third type of care is self-care. So in a way, that's the most important because the first two, unless you yourself are a doctor or a healer, we need to um, rely on other people, which is great to ask for help and to get support that way. And self-care is not exclusive to um, social interactions or community. However, no one can do self-care for you. It is a examination, exploration, and um, optimization of your relationship to yourself. I call that the primary relationship, the quality of which affects the quality of all secondary and tertiary relationships with others and who those others affect. So self-care is our focus for this episode. And the form of self-care that I cultivate and transmit is based on three lineages or rather traditions, that is uh, multiple categories of different lineages, which I summarize under also another trinity. So far we have the, the, the trinity of self, and then we have the trinity of care, and now we have uh, the trinity of self-care modalities, which is the triple M, M-M-M. The first one is martial self-care, which is focused on self-protection. You have your health, you have your balance, you have your sense of meaning and, and sacredness, and you do your best to, to maintain that, to keep that. In the physiology of our bodies, this is like the immune system, which is trying to help us maintain our our function and our homeostasis. And one of its uh, purposes is self-protection to prevent uh, influences that are pathological um, from overcoming uh, our functional operations. So when that is less robust, porous, uh, we fail to maintain and protect and defend our our balance, our sanity even, then we need to apply the second M, which is medical. Medical is the self-care related to self-healing. So self-healing is when we lose our balance, lose our sanity, lose our, our focus, lose our purpose, uh, lose our, our health. How do we find our way back? And healing and, and self-healing is related to the word heal, which is related to the word well, which is related to the word whole, heal, well, whole. So how do we become whole again after the, the parts fall apart? The third M is mystical, or if you like, mindful. Mystical to me, it is not something abstract nor abstruse. It is something practical. All of these M's are. So the self-care uh, in the mystical lineage or traditions or branch is related to self-awareness. So all this talk of self-care, self-protection, self-healing. What is this self anyways? And so 
inquiring uh, around the essential nature of who am I is very, very important, fundamental, essential, and something that perhaps we don't turn to until perhaps the personal and social selves fall apart. Then we're like, ah, there is this another dimension, the mystical, the spiritual. Now, mentioning the word spiritual, I want to give you another frame around self-care, not just the, the what and the who, but the why. So I like this term that I use called spiritual hygiene. When you hear hygiene, you perhaps think of physical hygiene. At one point, all of us were uh, bathed uh, by our parents or caretakers or the nurse, doctor. And then when we got a little bit older, you know, the teeth came in, then uh, they brushed our teeth for us or taught us how to. Uh, and also this behavior that is unique to the human animal, Homo sapiens, is toilet paper use to, <laughs> to wipe our butts after, after defecating. So these are three examples of physical hygiene, all socially uh, programmed and condoned. <laughs> if we do not do these three, if we don't shower for a while, let's say, or not frequently enough, maybe just once a month, then that may not be sufficient to maintain our social relations. So the personal uh, and the physical affects the social and relational in a, in a very uh, direct and, and uh, practical way. So at some point in this story, you adopted these behaviors, you internalized the purpose and meaning the significance. Why do you brush your teeth? Why do you take a shower? Why do you wipe your butt? You don't have to. You can survive uh, without that. Maybe your quality of life and relationship uh, will not be uh, fully actualized, uh, but it's, it's not necessary actually. So why do you do it? And I think the simple answer is, you know, after a, uh, long, relaxing, hot shower, most of us would not complain. I feel worse. That was, a, that was just a waste of an activity. Most of us would sigh and exhale. I feel so much better, more relaxed. I was able to uh, rinse and release and ground out some of the tensions and, and debris on my body. And same thing for the other two examples uh, of physical hygiene. Now the question is, what about in your body? What about internal hygiene? What about uh, mental hygiene, emotional hygiene? I use the word spiritual in a specific way. It is related to, and some religions do contain the spiritual power, and some it started to fade over the generations. To me, spiritual is something that is absolutely natural. They are two poles of the same reality. Uh, so you can say spirit is natural or nature is spiritual. That's my life way and worldview. So we have a mental layer and an emotional layer and a physical layer. Each of these layers can be 
let's say, more or less optimal. So mentally, say, unable to focus, concentrate, uh, thoughts are very cloudy, two, ability to focus and concentrate and a very clear mind. And emotionally, let's say, really intense all the time, all over the place in different directions, or conversely, stuck in a particular emotional pattern. Let's say frustration or irritability or, or anger or even rage as a sort of trajectory. Versus having those frequencies but not all the time. Those, of course, come up when something we care about is not aligned uh, uh, with us or our values are being threatened. So frustration is normal. They are, in a way, signals for us to do something, to either perhaps uh, change ourselves, change the situation, or, or perhaps move away. Now, that latter is a description of uh, emotional um, health. That is, all the emotions are relevant and in flow. Now, physical, there's, of course, dozens, if not hundreds of different descriptions of suboptimal physicality. Most common is probably tension, or which, when ignored, doesn't go away, becomes pain, which, when ignored, doesn't go away, perhaps it becomes inflammation that leads to more... um, organic or material illnesses. Uh, Inflammation can lead to arthritis or autoimmune issues or even perhaps tumors. So that's one trajectory towards illness. The optimal is more physical, say, relaxation, uh, strength, vitality, uh, coordination, uh, etc. So to me, spirituality is inclusive of the optimization of these three layers as well as the second part their synergy their attunement to each other their alignment and resonance in harmony so it's not just having a very sharp mind but a a body that's falling apart or a very healthy body, but disconnected from your emotional layer. So this definition of spiritual has nothing to do with religion per se. And again, it's the most natural. You could be naked <laughs> in, in a room <laughs> and uh, connect to your spirituality. Or you could be in a subway, a little bit stinky, a little bit noisy, and connect to your spirituality. Or even perhaps more challenging, but very practical, is in a difficult conversation where you have to confront a conflict, whether where, whether at work, where, where much is at stake, your profession, or in a conversation with your family or intimate partner, where other things are at stake. So you can through a lot of cultivation, it's not overnight, develop your spiritual hygiene in order to keep your mind, emotion, and uh, body, your head, heart, and gut 
in a state of more functional optimization where we're able to help others better because we do take care of our our spiritual self-care. So one example is emotional constipation. That's sometimes one thing that I say that I treat. And so physically, if we do not have a bowel movement for a day, maybe okay, or two days, what about three days? What about four? What about a week? Right? At some point we think, oh, something is wrong. And we may even begin to feel you know, bloating or hardness in our abdomen. And so we think, okay, we need to do something about this, right? This can't go on. We need to release this uh, material so it can compost. And we may turn to laxatives, right? To uh, try to induce the, the waste material to go out. And this is all very logical, very clear, but do we do that with our emotions? Are there emotions that are caked and crusted and concretized and crystallized within us and wherever we store them in our body could be our our head could be our liver could be our uh, our hips and we just either forgot about it or pretended like we were over it etc right however the energy of that emotion with emotions as energy in motion is actually stuck somewhere. So part of spiritual hygiene is increasing our self-awareness to be able to be honest and scan internally where, uh, in this context, our emotions may actually be buried. And it may be for a reason, for a time, because we had a past trauma that was too much to process and deal with at the time. And we didn't have the tools, uh, such as animals do, perhaps to shake it out or to scream or to run away. And we were repeatedly in situations where we were triggered with uh, micro traumas, but they just accumulated within us. So we have to be careful with our self-care and not force it and be patient and not think like after one week or one weekend uh, that, you know, everything is cleared and clean. And in fact, I want to mention that I find it problematic when people are excessively, perhaps pathologically puritanical. So it's sort of this idea of over-prescription of antibiotics is something that has gone on, right? And this obsession with sterilization. So by hygiene, I do not mean that we have to be, you know, quote-unquote pure and purge ourselves of, of quote-unquote negative emotions. Actually, I have a negative view of negative <laughs> in that context. Of course, neutrally, like, uh, you know, with electricity, um, Positive, positive and negative pole, fine, that makes sense. But negative often is taken as bad. So I don't believe there are bad emotions. I believe they are trying to each uh, tell us something. So we can, instead of treat them as an enemy, which is go away, kill, maim, 
block, lock, uh, we can shift our intention and perhaps consider treating them as friends and say, hey, um, why are you here? Uh, it's good to see you, long time no see you. What, what do you want me to know? I see you, I hear you. Or even perhaps sometimes I have a third <laughs> way to, to treat our emotions that is not as enemy and even beyond friend, but as teacher. Just like you would visit a teacher or a master uh, humbly and with reverence, please show me what I need to know and learn here. So even the so-called negative emotions like anger, anxiety, uh, grief, fear, even insecurity, they have something to tell us. So part of spiritual hygiene is, is not just um, throwing out the baby with the bathwater or this sort of scorched earth approach, just I'm fine, I'm okay, I don't have any negative emotions, I'm, I'm, uh, I just, I'm just positive, I never complain. So when I have patients who say that, to me it's, it's sort of a uh, yellow alert, if not a red, red alert. Because I think inevitably, all of us have uh, these constipations <laughs> and can uh, do better to process them, such that spiritual hygiene or, or healing is not a uh, final static state. We can connect to it, we can become more familiar, our default can be more towards a state of, of uh, healing and balance. But crap happens, right? Just by participating as a human in this uh, reality. So therefore, spiritual hygiene as a natural routine, which uh, is something that is habituated and I think ideal, ideally daily. Why not? We brush our teeth daily, most people, if not twice a day. Uh, shower also. And again, <laughs> that makes me think too much showering, right? Uh, five times a day, and then one hour each shower is, is not only a waste, but unnecessary. And also brushing our teeth you know, 10 times a day, where our gums would, would uh, recede. Or even the earlier the example of wiping your butt, right? Waste of trees and toilet paper. And also it's going to cause irritation. And so everything uh, has to be done with some measure of... Um, of conscious uh, dosage, what's not enough, what's too much. And so that's very individual. So I'll stop here and uh, invite you to reach out to me if you have any questions and comments. I want to mention that I have upcoming a online course if you're interested to delve deeper into uh, some of these interesting memes and practices and principles. The next one coming up is called the Tao of Self-Cultivation. And the series within that uh, system that I'm going to present in four sessions of about an hour and a half each is on the principles of sitting practice. Now we all sit. Now, is there a way that you can apply that posture, not just as a mm, 
mindless or perfunctory uh, state. But can we use sitting as a way to uh, practice our spiritual hygiene? So if you're interested, you can go to my website, Dao Center, D-A-O-C-E-N-T-E-R.com and find out more information there. Thanks and bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Daology Podcast, where we nurture your nature to change our culture. With yours truly, Paul Wang, aka Xuan Dao. I appreciate any likes, shares, and comments of yours. And until next time, be well. <laughs>